Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Travel Talks. Uh, firstly, I just want to say a massive thank you. So I started this project during lockdown just for something to do, really. Take my mind off of everything mental that's going on in the world and give myself a bit of a focus. And the support I've got from everyone has been amazing. Last week, we hit 15th in the Places and Travel Apple podcast chart, which is just amazing to me. I'd never thought we'd even do that. So to do it after three episodes is just crazy. So today I'm speaking to Tubes, and for those of you who don't know, Tubes rose to fame on Soccer AM and has been on our screens for many years now. He started out by doing a character on the show called Peter the Test Tube Baby, invented by Tim Lovejoy, and then moved on to ask his one question and one question only, which became massively, massively popular. But now he's moved away from that and transitioned to become one of the best football interviewers in the game. I met Tubes around five or six years ago when working on the Soccer AM YouTube channel, and he's been a great friend ever since. He's been so supportive to me in my career, and that's continued to being a guest on this podcast as well, so it's massively appreciated. In this episode, we speak about loads of things, starting out with his rise to fame on Soccer AM, and then moving on to him talking about how he fought off his alcohol addiction and how he helps people every single day to do the same. Although still a popular face on Soccer AM, Tubes also has a YouTube channel with his brother called Tubes and Angie's Golf Life, which I'm a massive fan of as well. So it was great to talk to him about that, how they started, how they're getting on, and also their plans for the future. And of course, it wouldn't be travel talks if we didn't talk about travel. So we spoke about how travel impacts his life, some of the best trips he's ever been on with work, and also in his own personal life too. I really hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did recording it. And if you do, then it'd be amazing if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Anyway, I'll stop rambling on now. Here's the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. I have my pants on, and my little tits are flipping out. And they were putting this nappy on. It was not a nappy, it was a bathrobe, but... He was so nice that like, when I had my heart problems, out of the blue, he like texted me. I was like, I might even try and have another one so he texts me again. <laughs> in Miami, it's full of them. You know when yeah, people yeah. in a car get in a Ferrari and start driving around the block? Going, mm. Yeah, just like showing off. I seriously, sometimes I'm sick in my mouth. We were in the new camp in trick shots. Can it get any better? I don't think that can be beaten, really. Dudes, mate, it's so good to see you. Genuinely miss seeing you around the office. How are you doing? I love you, mate. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember M Dog when you came into Sky about when was it? Five years ago? Yeah, about that. Five, six years ago, and I said this boy's going to go far, and you smashed it. You're a great guy and great at your job, and now you got this on on the, on the go, and I'm on it, so I'm buzzing for you. Oh, you're a top man. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Really busy, but enjoying life. The, the first when all lockdown started. At first, I found it hard. Um, I'd struggled a bit, um, but then then I bought myself a bike, M Dog. Mm. I went to the bike shop, bought myself a bike, and basically turned into Bradley Wiggins. 
Yeah, you did well oh. to find a bike. Oh, mate, seriously. So I walked in there, they went, what one do you want? I said, that one. I went, you sure? I went, yeah, I want that one. Took it out and boom, straight up Box Hill. Loved it. Quality. So yeah. you, you've been feeling better with lockdown then? You're kind of getting used to it almost? Yeah, um, absolutely fine. Now, now that I can play football on a Sunday and I can play golf, which is massive for work-wise and pleasure, I'm absolutely fine with it. So it's it's obviously, it's worse for other people. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a weird time, isn't it, mate? A really weird time. But um, yeah, I'm all right with it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, very, very weird time. So before you start talking about travel and how travel has kind of uh, shaped your life, I wanted to start, take us all the way back to Soccer AM and how you basically how you got the job on Soccer AM. Okay, so what, what happened was um, with work experience, basically, when I was 15, uh, my mum used to teach uh, Martin Tyler's children at school. Okay. Um, so mum spoke to Martin Tyler and said, is there any chance you can get Peter, that's my real name, Peter, <laughs> um, uh, a week's work experience at Sky? And he was like, absolutely no problem, uh, Mrs. Dale, Janet. Um, so Martin Tyler, it's all down to Martin Tyler that I started at Sky. And then I actually walked, they went, I was like, they were like, uh, so to this week you're going to be on Soccer AM. I was like, oh my God, amazing. Like, And this is when no one really knew Soccer AM, but my mm-hmm. uncle Steve always used to... Um, say we've well, got to watch this program you've got to watch this program it's called soccer m it's on sky so i used to go around to his house because i didn't have sky to watch soccer m every saturday morning so all of a sudden i walk into the office and i see lovejoy fenners sheephead uh gooner in the gallery who's sadly passed away now but andy harris um so he was like oh they're rocket rocket had like some rascal dyed blonde hair with an adidas earring i'll never forget <laughs> mate what is this he was like a big star, wasn't he? So rocket, like, because he was on every week and stuff like that. So the first week I walked in and it was like, wow, I'm I'm here. And basically, I just never left. I just worked worked for free for four years, coming in every Saturday, just wow. making teas. I was bloody good at making tea by the yeah. end of it. Yeah, I had all sorts of techniques going on. <laughs> um, so yeah, it never really left. And then I was like, one day away from going to university. Um, I was going to go to Canterbury Christchurch. God knows what would happen to me if I went to university. Christ, that could have been an absolute car crash. But um, yeah, and then I got a call from Tim Lovejoy. And he said, um, when do you go to university? I said, tomorrow morning. He went, no, 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 no. You know, you're not, no, hang on, give us a, give us a, an hour or so. Then I got a call from someone called Pippa, who used to work at Sky. And she said, I've just had Tim Lovejoy on the phone. Do you want to start work at Sky tomorrow? We, you're, you're the runner in the sports library. And I was like, well, what? I said, well, uh-huh. I was like, Ah, um, yeah, cool. Uh, so I phoned up the university. I went, I'm not coming tomorrow. They were fume boat. Wow. Absolutely fume boat. And then I start, yeah, started the next day, basically, literally the next day as a runner in the sports library, which was like taking tapes to and from um, sports news from the library. They basically made up a job for me. Yeah. Which was, a, you know, for like, it was massive, really. So thanks to Tim Lovejoy that, you know, I'm here, yeah. sat here talking to you about this now. And how did you go from doing that to becoming tubes on the show? I was still doing like, so I was working in the sports library full time as a runner. And then I got uh, promoted to um, like a librarian, like finding, all, it was a great job, like finding mm. all the footage. Like so someone from Soccer Saturday would walk in and go, oh, I'm doing a piece on I don't know, Marlon Harewood. I'd be like, oh, cool. I'll find his best goals. Da, 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 like mm. that. So I was doing that full time. So, but also every Saturday I'd go and do soccer M. 
because Tim said, look, do the job in the library. As soon as there's a place on Socraeum, you'll come over. So I was like, well, he's like, put so much trust into me and like, he's been so nice. I'm not going to say, well, I've got a job now, so I'm not going to go to Socraeum. Mm. So I was doing both. So sometimes I'll be doing like a night shift in the library. Tell you what, M-Dog, that was, you'd sit there like that. Yeah. <laughs> For like all night you do like, it was eight till eight on your own. Oh, it was so bad. Like, and then at four o'clock when sports news got in, ah, I need this tape, I need that. Like, you try to wake up like that. But then <laughs> I'd go straight from the library straight across the soccer M. Wow. Do that. So it was like mad days. But tubes came about is when Rocket, he made a cardinal sin, mate. You never do this in soccer M. He went on holiday during the season. Ooh. Oh, dear, mate. Oh, seriously. Tim loved you. He lost it. He was like, you're what? You're going skiing? He's like, yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, look, Rocky, he's like, yeah, but uh, because, you know, <laughs> so Tim was like, all right. So he was lobster boy at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he went, well, okay. So um, I got a call. He's like, tube, sorry, he said, Pete, Pete, can you come upstairs? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, um, do you want to be a character tomorrow on the show? I was like, and I know I shit myself. Yeah. I, I'm allowed to swear on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I absolutely shit myself. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I've made a few cameo things on TV, like TV on Socrean, like dressed as something. They were, I was like, well, character? Like, he was like, yeah, yeah, Rocket's gone on holiday. So we thought, we'd, you know, you could bring the balls out for the end game. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I don't know, if I, I don't know if I want to be on TV. And he went, oh, oh yeah, all right. Then what do I have to do? And he went, well... He went, you're going to be Peter the Test Tube Baby. And I was like, what? I was like, what, what, what is Peter the Test Tube Baby? He went, well, basically, there was a band in the 70s called Peter and the Test Tube Babies. Your name's Peter. Um, we thought we'd dress you as, as a baby. I was like, this sounds wrong. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you see all these programmes now with these sort of weirdos who actually dress as babies. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I was, I was <laughs> you kick-started it, mate. You kick-started the trend. I was doing it back in the day, dog. I was doing it back <laughs> in the day, mate. I, you know, I started that trend. So I went, right, okay, talk to me. They went, yeah, so basically, you're going to be Peter the Test Tube, baby. You're going to wear a nappy. I went, fuck. I was like, come <laughs> He went, you basically have a can of beer. Quite ironic, I turned out to yeah. be an alcoholic. Can of beer, cigarette, and you're going to come out to uh, the conga music. You bring the balls out for the end game. I was like, right, okay, this is for one week, yeah? He went, yeah, yeah, because when Rocket, yeah, he, goes, yeah, he goes, actually, no, maybe not for one week because Rocket's been on holiday. No, I mean, you can't just come back in. Mm. I was like, all right, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll do it for a week, I'll do it for a week. So there I was. It wasn't even a proper nappy. It was a, it was a, it was a toilet. You know the, t- the things you put in the toilet, the, the rugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little, what you know, we you put your feet when you're having a, what, a poo or wiping your feet, whatever. So uh, I, can't, was, I can't remember who was doing it. I think it was a runner at the time. So I, was, I had my pants on and my little tits like flipping out. And they were putting this nappy on. Like, bar, it's not a nappy. It was a bathrobe, both tar- towel. Like putting it underneath, like wrapping it. And then you got white gaffer tape. It was going around me. Going, I was like, there we go. He was like, there's your beer. I was like, oh, great, thank you. Fake cigarette. And I, and I went, I went, oh no, it's Peter the Chest You Baby. And the music came on. Duh, 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 duh. I was like behind the thing like that. I think Fenners and Sheephead 
uh, were warming up as the you know with the Russians they used to have the tracks yeah 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 the stretches they were like come on go and I was like I thought just just walked out like the big big massive hairy baby and everyone was like this is genius I'm like it's not really is it it's just a grown man in 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 a in a bath towel and they were like this is brilliant so anyway that was Peter the test you baby. They had a public vote the week after when Rocket got back. Do you want Lobster Boy or was it Heidi? I can't remember. Was Lobster Boy or Heidi? Or do you want Peter the Test You Baby? They've only gone and voted for Peter the Test You Baby. Love it. I've done it like every week for like three years. Like sometimes, sometimes in November and December, mate, I was so cold. Yeah, I used to to down the beer before I went out. Yeah, basically, I I mastered the art of the conga dance in a nappy, so it was good. Yeah. Then after three years, Lovejoy went. This is a bit shit now, isn't it? I went, yeah, it is massively shit. I've been dancing around in a nappy. I was, I think, I was about twenty five at the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like more of those programs started coming out as well. Like the people, (laughs) (laughs) babies. He went. He went. All right, so. He went, well, I still want you on the, I think you're good on camera. I was like, well, how can you judge from someone coming out doing a conga dance as a nappy? He goes, I want you to be on every week. And I was like, oh man. I was like, he's going to ask me to talk. And he went, you've got, basically, you've got one question and one question only. I went, what, do you want me to ask a question? And he was like, yeah, to the guest, you come on and you've got one question and one question only. Ah, oh, mate. He told me that, yeah, at the end of the season. He goes, mm. as, of, as of next season, you'll be doing one question. So I had the whole summer, mate, that summer. Just, just thinking about it. I was shitting myself. I was like, I'm going, I'm going live on television. I'm going, and he was like, you can do it. I said, well, what, what, what sort of question do you want? He was like, you do what you want. He goes, but you've got three attempts. So three strikes, if it's, if it's poor, you're out. So all summer, I'm like, I, I never thought as a youngster I'd be on, on TV, let alone dressed in a nappy and doing a congo. But now <laughs> I've got my own little segment. I've got to go and ask a question. And he went, do what you want. Went, all right. So I remember it like all summer that I was like so nervous. And the first show was with Frank Worthington. Mm. Do you remember the legend of football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back in the day, he was a bit of a player, but he was a player on and off the pitch. He had a good time off it. So I thought, oh, I'll be a bit clever, trying to be a bit funny. I just walked up and I went, wear a shirt and some trousers. I was like, okay. I had like those massive sideburns, like awful awful barnet, looked like a (laughs) scarecrow, Wurzel Gummidge. And uh, so I walked up and I've gone, all right. Everyone's gone, all right. What's your question, Chips? I'm like, all right. I'm literally like that. I went, um, uh, um, so Frank, um, did you score more on or off the pitch? And it just, and it just went silent. Tumbleweed, like, oh. uh, 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 Frank Worthington went, uh, yeah, probably, uh, yeah, on the pitch. Oh. oh and I just walked oh. off. <laughs> and I was like, I went to the back of the, went back, back, back behind the studio. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Got cringy, like, no. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to be on TV. I thought, stop. 
so he was like, you've got, I'm not going to tell you, you've got, you've got two more goes. I was like, all right. So I was like, I've got to do something different, not just try and be funny because I'm not funny. So I was like, right, okay, I've got it. I said, there's, I've, I've got brought up in like Epsom, like Cobham, which is quite well to do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I used to go to school, like, I used to go to school in Epsom. So there were some like tough kids, like quite, you know, but I've always been brought up pretty well. Like, so I was like, I wouldn't say posh, because I'm not posh, but mm. like, you know, dad did all right in the money market. So we've you know, had quite a nice upbringing. Yeah. But I used to go to school with people like me, but we're like speaking like that. You get me? Yeah. And I was like, I, don't, I was like, hang on, you live down the road in Cobham. We, you know, that's, <laughs> He was like, oh, yeah, that's sick, mate. And I was like, okay. So I thought, I'm going to use that from my my mate Tarquin. He keeps speaking weird. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go on and say, like, who's your question to? And I'm going to do a little rap or a little silly saying beforehand. I thought, Mm -hmm. this could absolutely die on its arse. But it can't die on its arse any more than it did last week with Frank Worthington, because that was the worst thing that's ever happened on television in the history of television. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I think it was well, I can't remember who it was well, actually I think it was Razor Ruddock and Ricky Hatton on together oh that's a scary one it was a scary one because Ruddock's like yeah. Ricky Hatton's obviously as hard as nails <laughs> so I've gone up and I've gone I've gone oh, who's your question to I can't remember who I asked but I, I just to say for the story it was Ruddock I think it was Ruddock I went for Neil Ruddock he was like cool it all went silent I was like this is do or, this is do or die do or die I went oh, you're coming on sick in our like that and the whole <laughs> thing just erupted and I was like I was like oh yeah Tim was like you're in, you're in. I was like yeah. I was still Peter the test you baby but that everyone was like oh my god this what is this this is just absolutely crazy mm. and then so that was Peter the test you baby and then he went look it's too long to keep saying Peter the test you baby we're going to call you tubes for sure mm. and it's now called tubes's question and then I did that for for years and then I got bored of that and said I'm not doing it ever again because I'm absolutely embarrassed by it because I'm yeah. 30 years old trying to be a rapper <laughs> <laughs> and now I just talk rubbish to footballers. Yeah I was going to say because it's fair to say you've transitioned away from that kind of silly element of the Tubes character and moved on to become one of the best football interviewers in the game. Uh, oh, was that a conscious decision? Yeah I didn't want to do I didn't I was like it, for me it wasn't funny anymore I, I was a bit embarrassed by doing it and my boss at the time was like I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And he went, no, we well, have to. He was like, it's the best bit of the show. I said, it's not the best bit of the show. Um, and I don't want to do it because it's it's definitely not the best bit of the show. It's actually quite embarrassing. Do you know when you just mm. do things like constantly? Yeah. It's like, that used to be great. And then if you carry on doing it, it's like, just stop. Yeah, you got to end on a high almost. Exactly. Like with footballers, people, that I know they want to carry on and stuff like that. But if you keep carrying on, you're in your performance drops mm. and people just go oh this is just stop please stop for the for the sake of you just stop yeah and i was like he, he felt like we felt out. Like we got we fell out about it and i was like i'm not doing it i said that i'm not i wasn't trying to be serious i said i don't want to be pouring curry on my head or <laughs> making funny noises or yeah you know what i mean coming out topless i was like i'm fucking 30 years old i was like it's not funny for that's the main reason so he got the um and i was like let me go and speak to footballers I said, I'm not going to turn into, you know, a, you know, a reporter about a big game coming up. Let me just go and speak to them about them mm. and about life. And, you know, I want to find out about the actual person, not about the big game coming up. Do you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, 
Oh, will you do a rap to them? I was like, I'm not doing a bloody rap. <laughs> I don't want to do a rap. I'm not doing my rapping days are over. I've been dropped by Death Row Records. I'm not doing it. Ending on a high. I want all the Movos. I want all the Baftas. I'm one of those. I'm not rapping. Music. <laughs> the first year, looking back at it, I didn't do it right because I was still trying to be that. It was a trial and error, but I, it was an error because I was because I love football and I know my football. I was asking a great football question and then going, well, everyone wants the funny tubes bit, so I asked him what his favourite fruit is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all put into one interview. And looking back at it, it wasn't very good because you were like, oh, cool. You've got like him talking about, you know, his life and how it all started. Then I'd go, well, would you like watermelons or melons? Like, and it was yeah. like, it was, a sh- it was shit. So that slowly got tinned. And then here we are now. Yeah, smashing it, mate. You've always got a such a great relationship with whoever you interview. Um, is there one interview you've done that you kind of feel like you've struck up a perfect relationship? The best interview you've ever done? They've all, do you know what? All the footballers are really nice to me, M Dog. Um, yeah. One which really sticks out was Frank Lampard um, mm. when he was returning to Chelsea as a Man City player. And I'd never really spoke to Frank. And I was sat in a pub with Jody Morris after a Soccer AM show. We went on a bit of an all day, which I used to do quite a lot, <laughs> most of them all weekers. And I was like, I'd love to interview Frank. And they're best mates. Frank yeah. and Jody are best mates they have been since football, uh, young days in football. And he went, Well, I saw that. And he was, so he texted him there and then. And then it was wicked. Frank came back and was like, Tubes on. The- <laughs> he was like, Yep, yeah, absolutely. Love, you know, love his work. Let's do it. Amazing. I was like, oh, I was like, oh wow. So I was like, so then, then Frank started texting me, going, yeah, Jody's part. I was like, this is mental. I was like, this yeah. is so cool. Like, one of my heroes. He was like, let's have a proper chat, shall we? Should we have a proper chat? I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm up for it. Let's do like, you know, let's let's do a long one. So it ended up being like, um, made it like an hour. Or was it a half an hour? Can't remember. It was another half an hour hour show for Sky. Nice. Frank Lampard and his career it was obviously he was a bit like well, you know, how will I be received at Chelsea like going back because I've left and Man City and for me that was what one that sticks out because it was like people are taking me seriously now as not that guy who's you know going to try and rap to me mm. and it was like an hour we sat in a really posh restaurant in Manchester and we just spoke about his whole career and it looked good the whole interview looked good yeah and it was for me, it was like, mm, this is quite big because it was like an hour program. And, and yeah. after, was like, I love that. It's done me massive favours, like talking about coming back home to Stamford Bridge. And for me, that was probably one of the sticks out, definitely. Awesome, man. You spoke about when you were doing the uh, one question only about how nervous you got. I assume you don't get nervous now. Not as much. No, 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 not really, to answer your question. No, not really, no, because I know I'm in control. Do you know what I mean? I know yeah. I know what I want from the interview. You know, I've done my research and like with like if you with the one question, one question only, you go in there, you're trying to be funny. Mm. Do you know what I mean? you it's an act. Yeah. So you've got like one, you've got to remember the rap. Yeah. Because if you if you if you muck that up, it's done. <laughs> yeah. More more importantly, you've got someone like Denzel Washington alongside you going right what's this idiot gonna do and you're gonna go in there and try and wrap it it's just a whole build up to it you know i'd like with the, with the one question one question you'd sort of like sit there and like you'd just do the stare wouldn't you like 
<laughs> yeah, and at some point it just gets awkward. And see how long it could go on for. And it was just the whole thing. It was like, like I'm not a rapper. I'm like, it's like, and it was awkward. Like, it's, especially with, sometimes with a fit like females, like mm. Jessica Alba for once. I just stared for ages going. I don't know how you did that. I know, it, and I don't know how I did it. And like, she was like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, like, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's just supposed to be a bit of fun. Like, and then the people are like, what are you doing? Why are you staring at me? I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just a laugh, isn't it? Like, what are you weird? I'm like, I don't know. Like, so, was, but now it's just having a chat, like I'm having a chat to you. Yeah. No, I don't get nervous anymore. No, not really. But there's always that, you know, you want to perform and you want to get the best stuff. I, I do sometimes leave an interview, not, not nervous or anything like like I don't I haven't got enough there like I wanted mm. something I'm always pushing to get something that no one's had before which is yeah. quite a lot of pressure on yourself now that's why you're one of the best in the, in the business mate you're perfectionist always striving for the absolute best well I like, I like different stuff I like to learn stuff about the actual person so yeah. I wouldn't say I'm one of the best but I do this things differently I'd say yeah you're one of the most down-to-earth people I know even like forget the fame that you've got in your life like one of the nicest people I know I Whoever I speak to, whoever asks about you, I literally can't stop singing your praises. Do you Nothing. credit that to uh, maybe an upbringing or any advice you were given at the start of your career? Um, upbringing, probably. Dad, rest in peace. He was always like, just, he was, a, he was like, mm, really like, just nice to people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe sometimes too nice. Sometimes I feel that people, people like, with my dad, like, he wouldn't go in and go like he was in the money market yeah and there's some of his friends were like minted do you know what i mean because they were ruthless whereas my dad wasn't so i thought not take advantage but sometimes i think some people are like oh he'll do that do you know what i mean like yeah like he'll you know and it's like that's something i've come stronger with especially with giving up the giving up the alcohol it's, it's a weird sort of how it's sort of combined but now i'm a bit more like no, I've got to be like, no, yeah, yeah. Instead of just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. I could try and please everyone. Mm. But it's upbringing. Um, it's the upbringing. And I don't think it's hard. I think the easiest thing in the world is to be nice to people and have manners. Mm. And I also don't understand whereas people, there's quite a few of them at Sky. We're not going to go into names, but, you know, they get into, they get into television and then they think, wow, I'm better than people. You're not. You, it's a job yeah everyone for me everyone is equal whether if you're working on if you're on tv or you're doing the sound department or you're the cleaner or you're done it the parking attendant everyone's for yeah. me everyone's the same it, you know, it sounds like always being like cool that's what i generally believe no i know you I believe that just because just because you're on television you're better than anyone else and that's that's my pet hate so if i ever got like that I would want someone to go tell me, but I don't think I ever be like that because I, I despise it so much. No. But it's not hard to be nice to people. Please, thank you, stuff like yeah. that. So that for me is a given. And that's what everyone should do. But people don't choose to do it. Anymore. Yeah, some people. I suppose that makes uh, the nice people seem nicer. I suppose if you've got the bad yeah. people as well. <laughs> you're nice. I've, you know, you, you're nice. Yeah. You're, you're one of the nicest people I've met. Oh, thank um, you, mate. And, and that's not, and that's no bollocks. And that's but. That's why I always do stuff for you because I just generally think if you're going to act like a twat on the way up, mm. when you get found out and you're on the way down, no one's going to help you. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, don't be a dick. Just be nice and just be like, I'm lucky to be doing my job. Mm. 
you know what I mean? It's like there's so many people who want to go and like talk to footballers, but just be nice to people. Like you don't have to be Charlie Big Spuds because you're on TV. It's the, my yeah. pet hate, and I hate it. Yeah, you and me both, mate. Um, you've spoken well and openly about your battles with mental health, and it's something we both feel really passionately about. Also about your alcohol addiction. I wondered, was there a message you had for someone, perhaps, who, especially in these difficult times, who was going through something similar? Absolutely. And when you say battles with mental health, I think the mental health of me, personally, with me, was related to the drink, was connected in some way. Mm. And when I did go mentally, mental health was bad. It was a year after my dad died. But I didn't talk, so I drank vodka instead, which in turn makes your mental health worse because mm. it's depressant, isn't it? And when you're drinking bottles after bottles of vodka, that is going to fuck you up. Mm. So yes, I struggled with mental health, but more more the bigger problem was alcohol. Um, and But my message is clear and simple to anyone who's struggling is speak. Yeah. Speak. Like you have to like, I mean, it's amazing. Since I've come out and said about my drinking and stuff like that, the amount of people, and I'll try and get back to every single one. I'm mm. not going to lie, I haven't because I literally can't because there's so many. Like, can I, how do you, can you know, I've just, I've told people and I feel better. Like, can you help me with this? Sometimes I like phone them up and speak on the phone for like, oh, I did it the other week to some guy in Newcastle, I think. Because mm. I love to give, I love to help people, but you have to, you have to tell people you have a problem because if you don't tell people you've got a problem, people can't help you. Of course. And I was guilty of it. I knew I had a, I knew I had a drink problem for years and years and years and years because I was, every weekend if, if I'd been out, not every morning, if I didn't go out the night before, I wouldn't need a drink. But people think an alcoholic is someone who drinks every day. And that's not the case. Mm. An alcoholic is someone who can't control their alcohol. So it started off with me being the binge drinker. Do you know what I mean? And Socrae made a joke of it, going ban tubes from your pubs. But yeah, you, you mm. pull that face battle, but no one knew. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. looking back, it was like, fucking hell, that's bad. But like, I'll play along with it. I'll be like, this, you know, mm. this is mad. Like, because it's sort of like that. I knew probably that then that I was like, that's a sign, isn't it? That soccer yeah. with banned shoes from your pub. Yeah. That's the reputation I had. So, but I knew I had a problem probably a year after my dad died. So every time I go out on a Saturday night, I'd make sure on the Sunday I had a pick me up, as I call it. And if I didn't, I was in trouble. Like, sometimes I'd be like trying to get out at five in the morning, going down, trying to find off licenses. It was like mental. Yeah. But so I knew for ages. But as soon as I went, enough's enough. Bang. Let's, you know, this, this is not working. I'll be dead. Yeah. And more importantly, I'm upset at my family. Yeah. So I was like, this. So as soon as I spoke, Everything was like, vroom. you know what I mean? And everyone was like, all my mates were like, well, we knew, but we didn't want to save. So they were great. Mum straight away was happier, which made me happier. Like, do you know what I mean? I've ruined so many sort of relationships, like with like girlfriends and stuff like that, because I was a liability. Hmm. Not not a dick, but no. just a liability. Like, yeah. is that your boyfriend over there fucking can't talk? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I've lived for years like that, and it just got out of hand. So my, my advice... If you think you're struggling or you know you're struggling, tell people because people will people will will help. Yeah. And you feel so much better. And also get something else to do. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like my whole life changed because my whole life was revolved around drinking. It's sad, but true. I was mm. like, I look at the Chelsea uh, fixture list. I've got a season to get at Chelsea. I'll be like, yes, Sunday game. That's uh, so I can go out Saturday night, can carry on the sun. Saturday afternoon, great 5.30, great, straight across to the grass office, you know, the pub. Mm, yeah. Opposite sky. And I was like, everything was like, I was mm. like, what interview so i've got an interview on wednesday so i won't go out tuesday but there's a train journey back from manchester so i can have a few cans and then go to the yeah. pub at victoria or was it houston london houston it was mental yeah my whole oh you know people wouldn't know that i'd be planning this but in my head i was like bang 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 and it all revolves around drinks so once you give it up it's like phew, like got a lot of time I'm, to fill massively amounts of time so go to the gym, like play golf or like go walking, just do something cycling. Mm. So you need to, but yeah, the most important thing is talk. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. It's like a massive weight off your shoulders every single time. Um, you mentioned golf there. And I think that's a nice mm-hmm. segue onto your amazing golf channel. One of my favorite YouTube channels. First yeah, yeah. videos I see every single time I see them on my home feed. Um, Thank you, how did you get into golf? When I gave up alcohol. Yeah. Was it your yeah. brother that you introduced you? Uh, Big Ange played it a lot more than me when I was younger. Uh, he was good. He still is good. But he's having a bit of a rough patch at the moment, which is good yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're getting better as well. I, I played before. I did play before when we like going on holiday like that, but it's not something I did on a regular mm. because I was out most of the time. Off me nut. But um, yeah, um, no, as soon as I gave up alcohol, I was like, right, what's the perfect thing to get out and about, see my mates without drinking? Mm. And I just started getting right into it. And I'm an addictive personality. So once I start doing something that I like, I'll carry on. And I just love it, mate. I love it so much. It's just, it's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Just get out yeah. of you start, you start playing. Yeah, so I've been playing a couple of years now and it's like definitely in the last year, just got the bug for it. And I feel like yeah. once you get the bug for it, you just can't shake it. Just want to no. get, get around in whenever you can. And it's just so good, yeah. isn't it? Getting out in the fresh air, chatting with your mates and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's the most frustrating game ever. Oh, yeah. You can hit, you can hit a shot straight down the middle, you think you're tight the woods. And the next, <laughs> next thing, and you're actually in the woods. It's like, <laughs> I don't understand. But no, so we thought, when I got my head together and like was like strong in the place of like, you know, alcohol, bloody rice, rebuilding my life sort of thing, me and Andrew, Andrew's like, we should, like, you, you know, so many footballers who love golf. Mm. You know, we, we should do something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started, uh, Tubes and Orange Golf Life about 18 months ago now. Yeah. We sort of at the start, it was obviously golf and then we were doing some football stuff. And the, the, the golf stuff was like, everyone was like, oh, this is like, this is different. This is like, yeah, yeah. It's a podcast on a golf course. And so, like, you know, it's gone well so far. And yeah. it's something that I absolutely love doing. So, mate, long may it continue. Um, I'm going to ask you a question you ask um, a lot of footballers at the start of your uh, four hole challenges. Who you is the best? For the day, <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do that, but you and Andrew already answered that, so we've already yeah. got the answer. Um, who is the best footballer at golf you've ever played with? Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, yeah. He's unreal. He's a joke, and he's a joke because he can tell you what he's going to do with a golf ball before he strikes it. Yeah, like we were playing not on camera, but we played. I think it was in the summer. He was like, right, Tubesy. The, the 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 hole was a dog leg right. Yeah. He got right, Tubesy, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like swaz around and bend it round like and you know, if you hit a shot like of a hook, it's because you hit it wrong. Yeah. But here's this ball flight, yeah. 
just went in the air and then just all of a sudden turned. And I'm like, he was like, yeah, it's all right, wasn't it? It's all right, that's that, wasn't it? crazy. And I'm like, oh my God. And it, there's a clip that you can use if you want on here. Is when he gets out of the bunker. Oh, yeah. It was like, he just chucks the club at it. And the ball yeah. would, I mean, by all means, show it here if you want. But Thanks, mate. It's like, I mean, what's he doing? Yeah. How? He didn't even, he just chucked the club at it. It's like he's, but the guy's a genius. Yeah. Like, you know, fishing, he goes fishing every week and catches a shark. <laughs> comes home with a big shark. <laughs> he doesn't come out with it, but it's a peck in the lake. But, you know, <laughs> 180 is at darts. Yeah. He like, yeah, 147, no doubt, playing snooker. Yeah. I mean, he's just naturally talented, but his golf game's a joke. Oh, do you reckon he's he could go pro? Well, I had this discussion with him. And he said, yeah, I probably could. But yeah. would I make any money? No. Yeah. Would I spend half my life traveling up and down the country and abroad to make no money? No. Mm. But yeah, I could be a pro. He said, he goes, my level, scratch golfer. He goes, I'm good. He goes, but he plays, sometimes plays with Molinari. Wow. And he, and he just says, he just goes, the level in class is like me, Vauxhall Conference, their Premier League. He goes, it's so vast how much better they are. Yeah. He's like, you know, I might get a, I might get a bogey. He's like, if I did that on against this lot, you're out. You're not going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just so good. He goes, I think that's probably the hardest game in the world, you know, to make it pro at. Do you reckon? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. Yeah, I reckon as well. It's like the, the standard. I played the other week with a guy who's on... I think the Amiga Tour, which is like the third. I'm pretending I know about golf here. I don't. Yeah. I think it's the third tour down. Yeah. Okay. The, the one where you don't make an awful lot of money, but you can build yourself up. Mm. This guy finished 14 under, <laughs> and I was like in awe. And I was like, I was like saying to him, like, what? I played with Beef and Matt Fitzpatrick on the channel, and you're just as good. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's just you know, can I do that in big tournaments? Mm. The pressure, yeah. Now he's doing that with me because you know, I'm making him birdie dance and stuff like that. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. But can he do that in a tournament with the TV cameras there? And he was like, "Yeah, I probably could." But it's like you you have to play well at the right time to get the points to go into the different score. To get there's so many excellent golfers that to make it to the top and be like your, the Rory McIlroy's, your Tiger Woods, your, your Shane Lowry's, whatever, mm. it, it's a freak of nature, really. Yeah, and I suppose with golf as well, you're on your own. There's nowhere to hide. Whereas at least with a footballer, like you see footballers go like on dry spells of like perhaps being a striker, not scoring for like 10 games, but their strike partner's banging in the goals. Golf, you're on your own. That's exactly, but yeah, you've nailed, you've nailed it. You're on your own. So you can't go, oh, it's because he didn't pass to me. Yeah. It's, like, it's all down to you. You've hit one in the water and ruined your round mm. and you're qualifying for the next open, whatever, because you put it in the water. Yeah. You can't say... I've had a bad game, but I tell you what, he was awesome next to me. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, I yeah, yeah. assisted him. He got no hiding place. <laughs> so hard. So hard. Is there um, a bit of advice, the best piece of advice you've been given by a footballer whilst doing one of your four-hole challenges? Matt Letitia gave me some really good tips. He really did. It was like saying to do with the way, I, I think it was with the way I do my feet or, mm. you know, the way I... Oh, yeah, I remember actually, yeah. Yeah, he was excellent. He He really helped me. Jimmy Bullard's always helping me when I play with him. 
He's like Re- reading the greens. The problem with me, M Dog, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. But what I'm going to do though, we're going to start doing something on the channel called uh, Single Figures. And I'm going to try, me and Ange are going to try and get ourselves down to single figures. Wow. But with the help of people like Jimmy Bullard. So I will go and learn that thing. Nice. Properly. Because yes. when he was telling me, I was like, yeah. I've no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. But I want to do like a good, like half an hour piece, 45 minute piece of like what it is, how you do it. That'd be class. So that was, you know, that could be the best piece of advice, but I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because. <laughs> All the pros do all that, all mm. that, and with their feet and stuff like that. Who else? Do you still putt like no. Jack Butland? Yes, the pendulum. Yes. Jack, Jack Butland really helped me. And Razor Ruddock really, really helped me, bizarrely, apart from telling me mental stories and pricking around. He said, hold the club, yeah, but I think it's a tube of toothpaste. Yeah. And he said, so don't hold it too tight. You don't want the toothpaste to come out of mm. the top of the club. And do you know what? He was because I was proper gripping to it. Yeah, he was like, You've got no maneuver, you can't maneuver properly. But he said, Right, it's a tube of toothpaste, tube of toothpaste, just nice and hold it. And that, that do you know what? That's yeah. probably up there because I used to rack and grip it so hard mm. and it really calmed me down. But I need to learn golf properly, like how to hold it properly. I don't yeah. hold it properly, yeah. hence why I'm never going to get down to good. Have you had any lessons? I had one, we had a couple, two, I think, years yeah. ago. But they, they, they tried to, ha- to uh, change my um, grip. Yeah. It felt, it felt alien, so I just went straight back. So I feel like you're back. back to square one with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I thought, yeah, if I want to get better, I've got to learn yeah. properly. I love seeing you and Ange just like having a laugh and you could just tell that you're just being completely yourself and it's so good to watch. What is it like working alongside your brother? Oh, the best, mate. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, it's not like the, isn't it? It's like the cameras aren't there. Yeah. Obviously, we answer some questions that the, the people kindly send in, but all that we just talk shit. Mm. You know I mean? If you came around now, we just start talking nonsense. And we just yeah. do that. There's no point pretending. Well, that's another thing. We're going back to you know when you kindly said I was a nice person. There's no point pretending to be someone that you're not. Yeah. Do you know I mean, so if me and Ange go on there and like we start going, oh no, we we'll take that shot again, or you know, yeah. put it on. what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? It's like, who are you kidding? You're only kidding yourselves because we're all trying to like pretend we know about loads of about, go- about golf and stuff like that, or like we're really good at golf. I think that's the, the beauty of it is it's people who aren't very good at golf can hit a great shot or then, yeah. you know, shank lamp out into, <laughs> yeah. into the. But you know what I mean? It's like that's what we do. You know, we don't deliberately hit a bad shot or deliberately hit a good shot. We just play golf and talk yeah. nonsense. And you know what? That and it's a massive, it's a massive thing for our channel that it was because I was like, why on earth would anyone want to watch me and my brother play golf? But the only reason we started doing it was because of COVID. Yeah. Because we couldn't film with people. I couldn't phone up, I don't know, John Terry and say, Can we go do nine holes and film mm-hmm. it? Because you weren't allowed on, you know, you couldn't mix with people outside your house and stuff like that. I was like, come on, I just give this a go. We'd just go on the golf course and me and you film it. We'd do a, a golf vlog, as they call it. Yeah. And um, and the response was mad. It was yeah. like, this is brilliant. And I was like, I remember watching that first one and being like, this is this is the way you got like go. Yeah. It's just class. And like, I was just I was astonished. I really was. And I'm not just saying it. I was like, 
I was like, wow. I was like, people are going, this is, they were like, this is class. And I was like, well, that's another string that we can add to the channel. And we don't have to rely on getting a footballer or a, an actor. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's a yeah, massive yeah. channel. Like, obviously, you've got to switch it up and stuff like that. But, you know, one week we do a footballer, one week we do me and Ange, and then we're going to start bringing other stuff into it. But it was massive. And looking back at it, when I look back at some of the videos, I don't watch them back in general, apart from checking, like, they've been yeah. edited. You know, they are quite funny. They, yeah, they are. You know, it's like, because Ange, you know what? Ange is well funny. He is proper funny. It, it, it just me, it, it makes me laugh, especially when you spend, like, you know, ages on the golf course. And it's like, yeah, he is funny. He is funny. Now the fact that everyone everyone calls him Anne and call me Pat. It's Pat, just like, yeah. It's just, it's just madness. But I, do you know what? I love it. Love it so much. Quality. So you've had some amazing guests on. You've had JT, Jamie Redknapp, Declan Rice, Matt Fitzpatrick, Beef. Is there one guest which you'd love to have on in the future? There's loads of people I'd love on in the future. But that's a great question. That I'll probably go, well, out of all the golfers, I'd like to go with Rory. Yeah. Everyone goes, well, oh, that's Tiger. I just think Rory would get it. Yeah, you'd get more out of Rory. I, I just think Rory would be up for a laugh. And we are going to be filming, um, hopefully soon, with Shane Lowry. Oh. I, which I think will be absolutely amazing. Like Robbie yeah. Keane, Robbie Keane wants to do something with <clears throat> the three of us, hopefully the four of us. Yeah. And just around where it's like Shane Lowry, Robbie Keane in Ireland when all COVID goes away. Yeah. Um, it will be like that. Be amazing. Be, Shane Lowry looks like a proper, proper cool guy. Yeah. But the 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 the, the Premier League one, the one I'd probably most like to would probably be Rory. Yeah, um, footballer wise, now I would say Gianfranco Zola, but he's yeah. gonna do it. he's gonna do it. So it's like, oh, is he? It's not, it's not one that I can't get. Yeah, like, he's gonna do it. Which that's I, amazing, you know, mate. Will just be like, wow, because I love him. When he came on Soccer Round last year, I was just like, you're I just he's such a legend. Yeah. He's such a legend, and he was so nice. Like when I had my heart problems, out of the blue, he like texts me. Wow. I was like. I was like, that is wicked. I was like, I might even try and have another one so he texts me again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, this is so nice. He was so lovely. And he was like, I hope you're okay. Oh, and he's man, so nice. And he's always been so nice to me, Gianfranco Zola. And he's like my hero. Uh, like him, Jake, well, him, JT, Frank Lampard. And, yeah. But yeah, it's like, so him, I'd love, but like, this can, we've got some interesting ones coming up, to be fair. Like Craig Bellamy really wants to do it. Yeah. Oh, that would be an absolute laugh, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. Like Craig Bellamy. Like, so that would be cool. Like, But yeah, Gianfranco Zola is the one. Yeah. I mean, Didier Drogba would be amazing, but he doesn't oh, play well. Is he not? Are you finding that people are coming to you now as much as you're going to them and asking, yeah, do you want to come on? It's, it's honestly, mate. I don't want to keep banging on about it, but it's, it's, it's incredible, like the response we've had. Yeah. Um, like everyone's like, oh, let me do that. Or an agent context, like, we do want to do golf with so and so. And I'm like, like anyone, yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's wicked. And like, people are like, oh, can I do that again? Like, Deck, Deck Rice is like, yeah. yeah, can I do the uh, 14 club challenge as well? Like, I'll come down and like, yeah, all right, what, what about the 9 0 vlog? I'll do that as well. So I can shout Divot Origi and all that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's meant, it's meant. I love Deck Rice. Deck Rice. He's class. So nice. Such a good bloke. I actually saw him yesterday at West Ham. 
Yeah. Um, I got him a motor caddy. Motor caddy wanted to oh, send yeah. him. Wanted to send him on a, mo uh, a motor caddy, and he's got a better one than me. The bastard. Oh. His one's got an iPad on the front. I was going to say, has he got Glenn Hoddle's one? He's got Glenn Hoddle's <laughs> one. I've got, I've got the little Nokia on the old. He needs to upgrade, mate. Exactly. They saw an Glenn Hoddle from Declan Rice. What about Tubesy Boy? Eh? Yeah. Long overdue. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was funny. We had to love it into his car yesterday. But um, yeah, a lot of people, people want to do it. And like James Madison wants to do it. Mason Mount wants to do it. Wow. So, That's so Billy, good. Gil Billy Gilmore. Yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued by Billy Gilmore. I think yeah. he's such a great player. And he's such a nice boy. I see him the other week, actually. He's such a nice bloke. So he'll be great on the 4 hour Challenge, I think. So, yeah, yeah so it's looking good, mate. It's looking good. Oh, mate. Long mate continue. And, yeah, straight to a million subscribers in no time, I reckon. Yeah, but the subscribers, like, we... It's, you, you know, you, you know, you're one of the... Yeah. You're a huge you know, all the, all the stuff. It's 80,000 good after 16 months. It's amazing, but more to the point, it? it's, it's more about engagement, I would say. So what your channel steps um, sets out from the rest in the fact that people love to comment, people love to like, people love to share them. And the views like are massively outperforming 80,000 subscribers. So yeah. as much as I said there are a million subscribers, don't, don't get yeah. um, disheartened by the subscriber number because ultimately it's more about the views. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Dis it doesn't dishearten me. I just don't understand, like, because I don't know much about the actual analytics of YouTube, like what mm. should we be doing? This is turning into a lesson. I love podcasts. Yeah. Like yeah. what should we be doing differently to get more subscribers apart from keep saying, which I don't like saying, please like and subscribe. Is that what you've got to do? Yeah, yeah oh. it, it does. It really does help. And like on a, on a really basic level, like even if I'm watching a YouTube video and um, someone says, oh, like this video took me like a day to organize and a couple of days to edit. So it would really mean a lot if you did like and subscribe it. I myself right. more like, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll just go press like. It doesn't cost me anything to go press like. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. There's this YouTuber who makes this whole thing about smashing the like button, smash the like button, and it's almost become a meme in his videos. But his videos get so many likes, and as a result, just are always pushed on the sidebar of the YouTube suggestion. They'll be in the home bar and all these places yeah. which YouTube just know that okay, people like this video, so I'm going to push it, and as a result, you get more views and more engagement. It's weird, isn't it? Because like. Our views, we're like getting 100,000, 200,000, yeah. 80,000, 90,000. It's like, yeah. I see other YouTubers with like 200,000 subscribers, but yeah. like, well, I say only, but 8,000 people watching their videos. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand how that works. Like, why? Yeah. I don't get it. It's because you've just got a really engaged subscriber base. And there'll be a, people, a lot of people in a lot of channels which blew up maybe a couple of years ago uh, yeah. doing certain style of content. And then two years on, Maybe their subscri uh, subscribers have grown up a bit, and they're doing all this. Like I don't know. Let's let's use FIFA for example. Let's yeah. say I subscribe to a FIFA channel when I'm 16, and I'm now 20, and I'm like I don't really play FIFA anymore. But you've still got those subscribers on your channel. I'm not going to necessarily watch and engage with that content as much. So right. that's what I thought it might be. I thought it might be because the people watching our channel are older mm. and don't well, want to subscribe. You can't to you. you can't grow out of golf as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're you've got this. Um, Group I mean, of subscribers. Kids, like, kids, like kids subscribe, don't they? Like not yeah. kids, but like you know, in people in their teams. Like, I'm subscribing. So if you've got a 45 year old geezer going, oh, I love Glenn Hoddle. It's amazing. He's not yeah. going to go. He probably won't even know how to subscribe. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you'll get a lot of views from people who, like you say, aren't subscribed. Maybe yeah, yeah don't know how to subscribe. Aren't yeah. bothered about subscribing. But when they go onto YouTube, they open that app. Your videos just get 
put straight there yeah, because they're, they're the ones people watch. That's amazing. Sorry to go off. Uh, off oh, mate, I love I love I love talking yeah. about YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about travel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> so you obviously travel a lot with your job. You travel up and down the country, meeting footballers, travel around the world as well. How important is travel to you? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do my job if I didn't have travel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love. I, do you know what? I love the travelling aspect of it. Like the other week, I went to Leeds and back in a day, mm. and I, I don't mind it. I drove. Yeah. I like it. I like travelling. I like. I love seeing new places. I really do, and I'd like to. I mean, with, with Leeds, it was literally walked into Luke Aylin, yeah. walked out to Luke Aylin, drove back to the sky. But I just love it. When we're doing the golf stuff, I like going there and like walking around. I love seeing new places. Yeah. Um, so travels. I like to do a lot more. I've got to be honest. I've never been the one who's done the traveling thing. Yeah. I went straight into work. Yeah. So I never did the, you know, the Australia or the New Zealand or anything like that. Um, but I would like to have done it. And I think hopefully in the future, I will get a chance. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously you can still do it. Is that something that's on your bucket list? Absolutely. But what's more on the bucket list is doing those places, but going to golf courses in those places. Yeah. Go and play golf in Australia, go and play golf in New Zealand, go and play golf in, you know, yeah. Thailand, wherever. Just go, that's my smash YouTube, do the stock round, win the lottery or something and then just go and play all the best golf courses in the world yeah. be the best like, American tour and hopefully further down the line with the channel we can do that and we'll be financially supported by people that will give us that chance so we've just got to keep working hard to reach that goal yeah I reckon if you pitched that tomorrow you'd get a couple of brands involved 
No, I'm like, yeah, I might, I might just do it. Get you on board as well. You can yeah. have a little, yeah, you can have it for me. <laughs> Is there a best holiday you've ever been on? Yeah, um, I'd say America. And it's, we used to go every year with me, me, mum, dad and Ange. And it was such great family time. Um, so we used to go and we managed to go one more time before my dad sadly passed away. So it was like um, Florida. It was brilliant. We did all the parks. Yeah. Every year we go to back to the parks. So I, I really like America as a place. Yeah. People go, oh, they're too friendly. I'm like, okay, can you be too friendly? Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I know what I you like, mean. I quite like all that. Have a nice day and all that. I think it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I went to Miami and I didn't like Miami because I just thought, one another one of pet pet hate for me is like when I was saying before about I'm on TV or I'm better than people, but it's people with money who show yeah. it off. And I found out in Miami it's full of them. You know, when yeah. people yeah. in a car are getting a Ferrari and start driving around the block going, Yeah, Rrr. just like showing off. Actually, sometimes I'm sick in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, Oh god, is this really happening? Like, I'm like, Oh my god. What are, what are you doing? Like you're yeah. growing mad and you're, you're showing off that you've got a lot of money. I hate that. So I didn't like Miami, but Florida, um, where we used to go to, was just, uh, it was wicked. So good. So probably there, probably America, I'd say. Yeah, nice. Have you ever done other parts of America or is it just Florida? Really? Yeah, I went to Portland. Um, I did St. Pascal. Oh, always. with Ridgewell. Yeah. 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 Portland was wicked. It was like, it was like the American Shoreditch. Okay. A bit wacky. Yeah. Yeah, but I liked it. New York. Of course, you've done, you did the whole trip across, how, how stupid me, you did the whole trip yeah. across the USA. Of course, you've been to amazing yeah, places. New York. Yeah. New York was amazing. I, so, I've been to Miami as well, and I, I thought the exact same thing. We were there for like three days, and then we went down to um, Orlando. And for me, Orlando, we could have just done like the whole trip down there. It was just so much better. Yeah. It's just um, a bit, pre- yeah, I, pre- bit pretentious, but showy in Miami. Exactly that. It's like you've got one side of the place, you've got people going around in cars going, rrr, 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 rrr. and then you go, you walk onto the beach and, and people going like that, and everyone's watching them do it. I'm like, yeah. like, like you've, done to, you've, you've done well to get muscles, but you, do you really need to do it? Out and, I just don't get it. Yeah. Like when you go to a gym now, people in the mirror are like, what are you doing? Just lift some weights and people can see you're strong good work yeah. i mean you're going back to my thing about oh i'm so good Ooh, i i do something on sports news or i present a little show like yeah it's like, oh look, i've got muscles so i'm gonna put it on instagram i don't get it yeah i know what you mean but then you could then you could say the same thing about me when i go and do an interview i say oh what a top bloke so and so is it it's a weird no, it's not it's not about you though is it in that situation nothing you're, about me it's yeah you're you're highlighting yeah. i'm still highlighting that you know you could say well you do that with you say oh yesterday you met aaron cresswell but you know i just do it to promote what's going on you know it's there's arguments to and fro. I don't understand people who show off. I don't think you could ever argue that you're showing off in that way, so don't worry. <laughs> um, you obviously went to America, like we said, um, through work, and mm-hmm. we, we've been to Barcelona together. That, uh, was weird, that was absolutely awesome. Is there a best place you've been through work? Barcelona was up there. How good that was, was that? class, wasn't it? Remember we were doing the trick shots on the yeah. pit? Oh, I absolutely love that. I've got to thank you, mate. Because that I remember that trip so well, and I remember it so fondly as well. Because I was just coming off the back of Euro 2016, and I remember yeah. you said to my boss, "You were like, oh, I'm going out to Barcelona. I've been asked to go there for a sponsorship yeah. thing." 
can Alex come with me? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to go. And my boss was like, oh, Alex can't go. He's out in France at the moment, but we can send this per- other person. And you were like, no, nah, I only want to go if Alex goes. Yeah, exactly. And I remember being so touched by that. And then, yeah, we had an amazing yeah, time. Big fan of yours, mate. Always have been, always will be. Yeah, I said, I'm not going if M-Dog doesn't come. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we're, we're getting back. That was wicked. <laughs> that, do you know what? Now you mention it, with work, that's up there. Yeah. We were in the new camp. Yeah. In trick shots. It was, it was so, crazy. Can it get any better? Yeah. I don't think that can be beaten, really. I remember they said you got like 15 minutes. So you got 15 minutes on the new camp pitch. And obviously, yeah. like with what we do, we'll always push it. We'll always be like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah all right, mate. That's all right. Later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that yeah, trick yeah, shot yeah, you right. pulled off at the end. Oh, oh my God. Everyone thinks that's fake. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, you didn't do that. I'm like, all right. Fucking hell. Have you seen the sunburn I've got on that video? Yeah. I was ages <laughs> doing it. I'm not going to claim I did it first time, but I did it. Yeah. I remember color grading that and sending it to you and you were like anyway you could reduce the red a bit and i was like yeah i'll try a bit yeah, yeah, we'll try we'll try <laughs> i was so sunburned yeah and you had like two i remember we had two footballs it wasn't like we had a load of balls out there we couldn't fly oh, yeah. footballs over you had two I mean, balls they, yeah you were taking your they, shot they, they didn't want us on the pitch in the first place so they just got <laughs> two balls deal with that then mate you know, absolute killer tomato running out after his ball <laughs> for another room but, but that, i mean i don't think you can get better than that through traveling with work, mm-hmm. playing on the new camp, and having a laugh with you, that was up there. Um, but the you know the American trip was amazing. But you you say with work, I haven't done a great deal of traveling abroad yeah. with work. I once sat on a rooftop with Pepe. Yeah, I was going to talk about Pepe. Yeah, that was random. He was lovely, <laughs> but that was really random. It was a hotel rooftop overlooking in the Madrid city centre. What's it like interviewing a footballer when you don't speak the language they're speaking to you? Shit. <laughs> Utter bollocks. Mate, it was a joke. I was like, because I looked like a bit of an egg because I was trying to be like all like smiley and happy. Like, yeah. I didn't know what he was saying. I was just trying to, I was just trying to gauge by his facial expressions that he was trying to say something funny. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And everyone watching it knows that you can't speak the and language. Then it, and then it comes up, the, the subtitles going, yeah, and then I got sent off. And there's me going, <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful. Like the other week I was at Chelsea, um, it, waiting to uh, interview Zycheck, yeah? Yeah. And this, this guy walked in, he was like, oh, hello, I'm here, to, I'm the interpreter for the interview. And my face oh. locked and oh, what? He was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, hang on. He went, you're doing, you're doing Bernard Mende, aren't you? I went, oh. I was like, no, no, I'm doing Zycheck. He was like, oh, sorry, so I'm in the wrong room. I was like, yes, you are. Oh, yeah. get going. It's the worst thing ever. It's pointless. Yeah. There's no point in there. You know, you might as well not even sit in the shop. Mm. You might as well. And I did say like, so I don't, I don't want. Doesn't matter that I'm on the telly. I, like, I could just sit up behind the camera and do it. Because yeah. it was like, and everyone commented on it, right, right through so, just going look at Tubes trying to like get involved with the conversation. He has no idea what they're saying. It's all, it's <laughs> you've all, got to do it though. You're in an awkward position there, I reckon. You'd be starting to know what to do. Because if I'm going, <laughs> what are you going to be doing? Just like, yeah. This is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. I hate it. Unless it's messy and I'll deal with it. Yeah. I reckon you could, you could stomach it for messy. 
Yeah. <laughs> is there a best golf course you've ever played on? It can maybe we'll do UK course, best UK course, and best course you played abroad. Um, best place I've played abroad is probably one I go to every year. Um, hmm. Plus, my friends run it. Um, but nice. it's uh, Melanura's Golf Club in uh, Gran Canaria. It's okay. unbelievable. It, you might have seen it on the channel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like the sea overlooking it and yeah unbelievable so that is definitely definitely up there where else portugal's nice for golf but yeah. again i really traveled playing golf i mean it's like and that's something i'm desperately but i'm doing two jobs yeah yeah football season i'm soccer i'm soccer i'm soccer i'm golf life on my days off yeah so i can't do the i'm just going to dubai for a week because <laughs> You know, we end up being like rockets. Someone I'll come back. Uh, yeah, I was doing the interviews. <laughs> Where have I played? I've not played in played in America, but that was when I was younger. I got a hole in one when I was younger. I, Did you? I, yeah, I hardly ever played golf. And it was such a fluke. My dad saw it, which was nice. He nice. couldn't believe. It. And there was a couple of Americans down by the actual green on another hole, and they saw it go in. It was like, yeah, that's what like, you want. It was the worst shot as well. It was absolute like Bernard Mendy, like. <laughs> <laughs> bent round and we went in but yeah I played out there that's nice some nice courses in America but I'd probably say Grand Canaria because it's just it, mate, it's unbelievable like the fairways the greens yeah scenery you're in a buggy oh nice little, little ice cold lemon fanta doesn't get be, better does it doesn't get better and dog it doesn't get better golf abroad is the one and it's easier because the grass the grass is softer yeah yeah Completely. I, I remember I, played, I went away in February to Val de Lobo in Portugal in the Algarve. Oh, that's good. Uh, have you? Oh, yeah. mate. So good. Um, I remember coming away from that and like being like, that was amazing. And then it's only when a couple of months goes past and you're in lockdown <laughs> and you yeah. go, I'd do anything to go back there and play around a <laughs> golf. Yeah, the whole T-block. Yeah. Uh, Val de Lobo is good. Old course, new course. Yeah. That one with the Lock. cliff. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> Different levels. I piled that once, buzzing. Did you actually? Yeah, once, but I played it quite a few times. That's but unreal, I, though. Yeah, the other one. I've on lost so many. I lost so many balls on that cliff. You've been on that beach and balls just going zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were loads no. of people on that beach as well. Yeah, that's crazy. What about in the UK? Is there a favourite course in the UK? I played one last week, um, the Buckinghamshire with Glen Hoddle. Okay. Oh my god, I only played four holes. It was a joke. So <laughs> nice, so so nice. What else is there? I play. I'm. I've played some good courses in England. Mm. Uh, where I'm a member now, Fox Hills. I was going to uh, say you remember because you're there quite a lot. Yeah, joined yeah. the other um, long cross course is my favourite. That's beautiful. Uh, the Shire. You played there? No. no that's wicked. That's in Barnet. Um, okay. And it's incredible. Chevy Ballesteros designed it the only oh, really he designed it he's made it so hard at the last 18th hole is is that there's a um river shaped as an s for seve obviously yeah but like it's like it's, it's so you've got to get over it a few times all around the green is the first where the s starts yeah. goes all the way around and, I, and it's like wow That's the first joke the first hole is a par three over water a little island green it mate, it's mental. I also love the Grove. Love the Grove. 
Um, I've probably forgotten some. Belfry is amazing. I probably couldn't give you a favourite, favourite one because we've been yeah. so lucky to play so many through the channel and just because I like golf. Yeah. Awesome, man. And um, on to the next question. I, I'm a massive foodie myself and it really defines where I go on holiday. Is it the same for you? Do you choose holidays based on like food and culture? No, not really. I base it on which ones has good golf courses. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love all types of food. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it was based on, um, if my travel based on food, I'd be going to Thailand every week. Yeah. Thai <sighs> food's the one. But no, no, I don't really base it on food. I base yeah. it on, you know, the place, the weather. The weather's yeah. important. I don't understand people. As I've got a few mates that say, oh, it's too hot. It's too hot. Yeah. It's too This is unbearable. I'm like, as soon as it starts raining, you'll be going, where's the bloody sun in this country? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I love the heat. I love the heat. Um, I like the sea. So, yeah, I mean, I don't ask so much. Nice golf course. Yeah. Nice sea. Quality. Yeah. And is there a place that you could always go back to? Yeah, Grand Canaria. Go every yeah. year. Yeah. Every year. Quality. Yeah. This year we've not been because of COVID. We go there, and I'd go. I'd go to America. I'd yeah. like to buy a property in America. Yeah, when I'm yeah in Florida, and spend maybe a few months a year out there on a golf yeah. course. Yeah, oh. I'd definitely go back to America, Florida. Keeps saying America, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't too fussed. Thailand was okay, but I picked the wrong place. I went to basically it was just had Burger King there and McDonald's. Oh, really? Too touristy. Oh, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and and, I, and I, that's when I was boozing and I didn't like that. I wouldn't probably go back there. But mm. then again, I went with, a, with an ex-girlfriend. I went to Copipi. Okay. Which I thought was amazing. Yeah. I love Really, really enjoyed that. We were on like, um, like an island thing. We had to get a boat into the little town. That was lovely. I really enjoyed that. The waterfalls and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'd go back there. But if I had to choose one place I could only go to, it will probably be America. Nice one. And do you try to um, go to new places or are you just happy kind of going to the same places over and over? I'm, yeah, I'm quite boring, mate. No, it's I'm not quite... boring. You kind of know what you like, I suppose. I'm single at the moment, so I think it would be different. It, in fact, it would 100% be different because when I was dating, we used to go like St. Lucia, we used to go like Thailand. Every year we go somewhere else. So it's not from... Mm. I'm not wanting of doing it. It's just like me, Will, Scott, Big Ange. Every year we go to Canada. This, yeah. this, that's what we do. So if I had a girlfriend, then I'd be going somewhere else. I'd love to go. I'd love to go to different places. Sri Lanka, I'd love to go to. Yeah, love to go to places like that. And but the last few years, I've just gone to Grand Canaria. Yeah, to to play golf. So yes, to answer your question, at the moment, currently, I just go to the same place. Hard there because I'm like, if I didn't do the job I did, I could probably go a week away here, a week away there. But because yeah. it's so long, do you know what I mean? And for 10 months of a year, you're basically solid work. It's like, right, we've got two months to do what you can. And those boys are going, when we go and go and can have a week, yeah. get so you like, you run out of time. And then again, the football season comes along. So when I'm older, I'd like to go and see all those new places. Nice one. And is there a particular holiday which means the most to you? Again, America, because yeah. that's because reminds me of my dad. Yeah, nice. That that one basically. So yeah, America. Awesome. And a place which tops your bucket list? I, I, I keep seeing the Maldives. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I'd like to go there for a day. Yeah, I reckon it'd get a bit boring. Exactly. Like I'd like to go there for a day, fly in, go on one of those water shoots that go into the sea. Have you seen them? From yeah, the yeah. Like to do that, but then I'd be like, well, I've done the water the water shoot. Now I'm a bit bored. What should I do? Yeah. Like, again, I'm pretty boring on your answers. This probably get satisfied. I'd love to just go and play the best golf courses in the world, the top yeah. 100 courses, pick them wherever they may be, and just go and play them. So obviously the um, ones in America would yeah. be made amazing places so there's not one actual place i don't think but i'd like to do like imagine my dream holiday would be go and visit the top 100 golf courses yeah have you played in scotland no but we're going soon yeah i was going to say that's that's surely one that's got to be up there andrew would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, like i said i prefer i'd like to go and do the masters course yeah out in america do you know what i mean and all that What's the what's the famous one that you Augusta? That's what I prefer to go to Augusta than St Andrews, probably just because of the weather. Yeah, me too, mate. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's wicked. That's an idea for you. I reckon you've got to go around with Ange playing these proper hard professional courses and seeing how you actually get on. Exactly what we've got planned when we have to. Exactly what we're doing. Oh, that'd be so good. Handicaps. Try and get down to single figures and then go and. Uh, chew, uh, pat and pat and and take <laughs> love it mate well thank you so much for coming on mate thanks for all the help you've given me in my career love you and we'll uh, hope to meet up again soon love you too mate and hope it all goes well yeah cheers man see that legend so there we go. That was episode four of the Travel Talks podcast with my good mate Tubes. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It was so good catching up with him. If you are enjoying the podcast, then leaving it a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on would go a long way. Preferably, that would be a five-star review. And if you could subscribe as well, that would be brilliant. If you want to see more from the show, you can follow us on Instagram at Travel Talks Podcast and even find some clips on YouTube too by searching for Travel Talks. Thanks as always for listening and I'll see you all next week. 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.